Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. And joining me on today's show to jam about the Charles Schwab Challenge and how to bet golf is the crack man, Bill Krakenberger. You can follow him on Twitter, at Bill Crackman. Bill, great to have you back on the show. Hey, thanks, Rob. Thanks for, being, thanks for uh, inviting me on. Good stuff. So we last chatted in March when we were supposed to be talking about March Madness. And this was right when all of the sports started going down. Fast forward two months, and we actually have real things to talk about. But I'm curious, in those two months, how have you been getting by as a sports better? Yeah, it's actually almost three months. And sports betting-wise, is, is, you know, uh, is, is not really the thing here uh, for me. It's really um, – I mean, of course, I shouldn't say it's not the thing for me. Of course, I, I make my living betting sports, but it was even harder. I live in a high rise, and you know, I'm up 30 floors, so you got to understand. Like, I'm trying to be really safe, and my wife and I both were, oh, maybe even over the top. I'm not even allowed to come in my my place with shoes. I mean, shoes out in the hallway, and a double mask. I have an N95 mask and that mask on top. So we may have been doing a little bit overboard. Because I don't like to go in the elevator up and down 30 stories. It's just not my not my thing, you know. Like that, because because let me be honest with you. I live in a building with about a bunch of trust fund kids that don't think anything's wrong with them and think they're like they. There's no kryptonite in the world and they're fine. So um, they none of them. I mean, social distancing is not a thing in these uh, like luxury high rises. These people think they're uh, inevitably. Uh, you know, stronger than any pandemic. And, you know, listen, a lot of them are, like I said, they're trust fund kids. They're, they're kids that just think that, you know, everything's fine, we're good, just go out, party. And I counted, I think I told my wife the other day, I went out, I said, listen, I just went by 11 different people, not one had a mask. So, uh, of course, they're not seeing it on TV anymore, so they think the pandemic's over. And But then again, like I said, the whole two and a half months, really mask or non-existent in this building anyway. So, um, but personally, uh, I'm doing okay. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm a bankroll management guy. I know I bet a percentage of my bankroll on everything. So I know what I have to do. And I know that, you know, I'm going to survive, you know, I'm going to survive. But I realized a lot of different things during this pandemic. Like I can eat at home, which I normally don't do. I go out to breakfast every morning, take all my friends out. Um, I go out to dinner four or five nights a week. Um, so I can't, needless to say, I'm probably saving about four or five grand a month. That's a real number too. So, um, yeah, so I, 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 I've learned to live differently and uh, I actually like it. I like that. Uh, I can eat home. I can make eggs and stuff. I never cooked before this. I, I, and I come from an old fashioned, you know, family. My mother was Italian. She cooked every meal at home. We went, we went to dinner sometimes and she would say, Billy, Steak is $60 here. I used to say, Mom, don't worry about it. We have money now. You know, because we grew up poor. We grew up, I grew up in a very uh, lower class, middle class at most. But, hey, I worked since I'm nine years old. Uh, I was a working class kid. So I don't mean to go off on tangents, Rob. I think it's, it's kind of a, a specialty of mine, too. I let you know some street smarts, common sense. And I, I'm kind of relative to most people because, you know, listen, that's how I grew up. So I, I realize now I can eat home. I can do things home. And. And, uh, and I just never realized it before. And uh, that also, you know, it saved me some money during this pandemic. But I tell you, I get a lot of deals in casinos, too. So I go out and, I, and, and when I play in a casino, if you see me gambling in a casino, 
I have an edge somehow. Whether if, I could be playing video poker or even craps, and there's a they they gave me a deal: play four hours and you get a couple thousand dollars in promo chips. Play video poker, you get three thousand or something up. Front. But by the way, I have received ridiculous deals in the past. I'll say the last month when the casinos are now starting to open. Uh, a casino in Arizona sent me like three thousand bucks just to go out there. I've never been there before. He said, "Well, pay for your airfare, come on out, give us a try, and we're gonna give you three thousand in free play, which is like real money." So, casinos are dangling carrots. They're trying to buy back business because let's face it, there's really no allure for someone to get on a plane and fly back to Vegas or fly somewhere unless they buy the business back. The, the pools and uh, there's a, a couple the pools have special f- rules now and there's no clubs open there's no day clubs open you can't go out the pool and hang out look at the girls and stuff it's a total different atmosphere here um some of the better restaurants aren't open only certain things are open now so even though vegas is is, is open it's not open 100 percent like it was in the past so um like i said the, the word i'm using it's true there's no real allure to come out to vegas and gamble and um they're going to have to buy business. And I'm not just saying the bigger business like myself, like I go in and give them a really good play. I'm talking about the little guy that normally comes in with his wife, come in, they, they gamble three, four hours a day. And, and, and you know, they have an allotted bankroll. They're going to lose 500 a day or whatever it may be. That person is very valuable, especially the volume of people like that. Very, very valuable to Las Vegas. So they're going to have to buy that business also. And also, another, another facet of this is customer retention. That's what you want to do. You want to retain that customer. So what you want to do is you actually want to give them a little bit extra now. And, you know, I'll tell you, a lot of people that come out to Vegas and gamble, they think, oh, I, I, I'm not a big enough player to play and, and to, to deal with a casino host. Absolutely, that's a farce. Listen to me. Every casino on the casino floor, every single casino has a host desk, a host room. People think that that's not for me. It's for bigger players. Absolutely not. It's for those guys that play a lot of time. Maybe you play three, four hours a day. Even if you're playing quarters, 50 cents, you're the guys that they need volume of people. So, listen, I know people go to the kiosk and they get their little comp out of the kiosk and see what's available to them. Trust me, Rob. There's a lot more available by going to a casino host, just talking to them, introducing, giving your card, Hey, I'm here. I'm trying you out. I'm back in Vegas. I'm telling you, these casinos, the departments, the department heads that are smart, that have street smarts, that know the pulse of their casino floor, that know what's going on there, those guys are telling their casino host, listen, someone comes in, they want to comp or something, listen, give them 50 bucks. Let them them know. Thanks for coming back. We know you're going to be loyal to us. So I'm hearing that from the guys firsthand that work in the casino. So... For your listeners out there, your viewers, uh, it's really a good thing to know because most people don't, like I said, don't think they're entitled to that. Again, Rob, I'm sorry. We're going off a lot of different things. I absolutely love it. And that actually very much speaks to one of my mantras in life. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. And it's a great example because you always want to ask for something in Vegas because you can be anybody that you want in Vegas. Because what is the worst thing that's going to happen? You think that host is going to be like, how dare you? Get out of this casino right now. No, 0% whatsoever. Hold up. From our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. 
take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's Sharp 25 for 25% off any product. Woo! So Bill, you actually mentioned something interesting. I think this is a good segue to what we're gonna be talking about on the golf side of things. You said you are about bank role management. So for many of us, this golf, the Charles Schwab Open this weekend, is one of the first non-UFC opportunities we have to watch live sports and bet on live sports. But guess what? We might all have an itchy trigger finger. We're like, ooh, I'm just gonna start putting stuff down. So what I really wanna to talk to you about is your mindset first around betting the Charles Schwab Open or Charles Schwab Challenge, because I know you're someone who's been very successful on the matchup side of things. Can you take us into your brain and help us understand what we need to be looking for on matchups? Well, first let's hit the, the, the bankroll management side, then we'll get into the actual golf. And cool. I'll tell you what, I talk to a lot of people that gamble. And you know, most people, haven't gambled in, in months unless they're playing online stuff, which I always don't recommend, you know, playing online casinos and online uh, things like these ridiculous things. They had ping pong and uh, these overseas sports, which you don't know much about. You're basically just giving money away because you don't, at least you know a little bit about the golf people in form, you know a little bit about NBA, whatever it may be. You know nothing about this darts and ping pong, but um, anyway, so I talked to a lot of people. So now listen, you got to think about this. They've been saving money. There's no casinos, sports books are closed. And on top of that, the unemployment, you know, they're giving people $600 a week bonus on top of their unemployment. I mean, I know, plus a stimulus check, I know a lot of people that, you know, are getting 900 a week and maybe they're not even taking that home when they go to work. So they're, they're, they, they have some money saved here. And, and you know, even the ones that are, that are not spending it like they did, they're, they're not spending it like they, like they did pre-pandemic. So they, you know, even though they're, they're actually saving money and stuff, they're, listen, they're, they're not spending money on gas. People really haven't traveled a lot. They're not going out to eat. They're not partying. They're not tipping. Well, I have a message for those people. Don't be so quick just to jump right in and, and, and blow all your wad on one event, whether it's golf or UFC, whatever it may be. You know, this isn't going anywhere. So um, th 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 there's plenty of time to make money here. And I know you guys have bankrolls saved up. Uh, because of the last 10 weeks or so, because let's face it, during that 10 weeks, you're normally gambling. Most people lose. I'm not trying to make fun of anyone, but most people lose. So there's an X amount of money they usually lose every month that's probably being saved right now, and they're, they're biting their hands. They can't wait to get back in. I'm due. <laughs> don't just go in and just say, hey, I, I, I got to jump in here. Um, and blow your bankroll. So, so can, you, can you make this very tangible for us in terms of, uh, I know when we previously talked about, I said, hey, I look at anywhere between one and 5% of my bankroll on any one bet. So now let's look on the golf side of things because if we're chopping this up via matchups or to win or to top five, top 10, uh, all of a sudden with this being an individual sport, you could very quickly get 20 bets down here. And if we're, if we're on the higher end of the one to 5%, all of a sudden, do you really want your entire bankroll on the Charles Schwab challenge? Well, listen, great point you brought up about futures. I want to talk about that for a second, but let me just tell you the matchups I play, I recommend the same thing as a sports bet, like 2%, maybe even a little bit less starting out. 2% of your bankroll on each bet. But um, so let me tell you something about those future bets you mentioned. I know they're popular. I know they're fun. I know they look juicy to you. But let me tell you, some of the biggest sucker bets you can make 
by the way, not only golf, you can use NASCAR, you can use anything. Uh, the futures, even in NFL futures, there is a giant hold on, in that future. In other words, what I mean is the casino will hold back 20, 25, 30, 40% on futures, unlike a straight bet at minus 110 each way, which is basically 4.5% house edge. You're going to have about 5, 10%, excuse me, 5 to 10 times more on those future bets, especially, especially the fan favorites. So if you're going to bet guys like Rory McIlroy, McElroy, uh, Tiger Woods, they're a terrible bet. At any event on a future uh, on a futures board, you know you get like eight to one, ten to one, and even the Masters I see in eleven to one. I mean, man, these majors are are ridiculous how hard it is to win these things, and you're not getting true odd. You're not getting nowhere near close. Listen, the casino has to make money, the sportsbook has to make money, but they take a ridiculous amount of money out of these futures. So I don't bet that first top five, top ten. There's so much money that is taken out of that pool that people don't even realize because all they're looking at is, hey, I can get five to one or my guy will finish top 10 or whatever it may be. Right, and I think it's a great example. You can see Dustin Johnson plus 3,000 to win, but it's a hard, I have a hard time quantifying what plus 3,000 means because I understand Patriots minus seven and a half. I can quantify that, but if Dustin Johnson's plus 3,000 and you see Rory at plus 700, you're like, all right, well, I know one's better than another, and you can't really understand the value there. So here's actually what I'm curious about. Let's take these guys that are very brand names, the Rory's, the Dustin Johnson's of the world, the Brooks Kepkas. If we did want to bet on them, because you know what, Bill, I just want to have fun this weekend. I just want to root for Rory. But you know what, I don't want to be dropping plus 700 for him to win it all. What is the best way that we could root for a golfer in an informed, better way where we're not just doing these big futures? Well, listen, another thing, too. If you have a lot of different places, you know, I usually don't say this, but if you have a lot of different places to bet, let's say me, I have Circa, Caesars, you know, MGM, uh, you know, the, the Westgate. So I have a lot of different apps here in town. You wouldn't believe the difference in prices that you can get. Even if you – so, listen – if you're doing this to have a little fun, you want to throw a little bit of money, 20, 30, 50 bucks on someone, you can have fun with it, but you could shop those, li those lines. You could bring that hold down from that 25% I'm talking about approximately. You could bring that down to like 10%. And I, the reason why I say that, let's say I'll, I'll search a place like Circa will have 15 to one on Rory where other places may have nine to one or even some of them are ridiculous, five to one, six to one. I've seen it. I mean, it's ridiculous. How can you... You bet six to one uh, on Tiger Woods to win a, an event with, you know, stacked full of golfers. I mean, it's ridiculous. So uh, I'm, I'm going to stick to those head-to-head -head matchups. And um, so if you want to bet, if you got one, a guy like Rory, of course you can bet Rory on a matchup. And just if you shop those lines, you can bring the golf game down to, to pr pretty close to even. To even. I'll tell you why. Like I see places where – by the way, I look to bet against those big marquee names like Rory and stuff like that. So um, I'll take 120 at one place betting against them, but I can find 140 at another place betting against them. I'm, I'm bringing that down a lot, having multiple outs. Okay, so if you're looking to bet against the Rory's, uh, how can you do it? Like, for example, I've seen on DraftKings uh, Rory versus John Rahm, John Rahm at plus 105. So are you looking to take someone who's less sexier – like John Rom, or how would you be 
betting against or fading these higher names? Because I would agree with you, uh, there is a lot of cachet in these names. Oh, there's a built-in juice. Or, listen, it's like implied odds in poker. The sports book already implies something. When they put that line out, it's an implied, implied that you're going to be a sucker and you're going to be betting on Tiger Woods. And I'm not saying a sucker because they do win also in their matchup. I'm just saying they're, they're, they're actually basing that line on you betting that favorite. So you're going to pay an extra five or 10 cents on those favorites if, you're, if you want to bet those favorites, or I look to actually fade those favorites. You know, I noticed that during these, these, uh, these big charity matches they just had, uh, you say DraftKings. DraftKings had some fantastic live odds on each hole right on the TV. I was perked up. I was like, wow, I have never seen – uh, they're obviously partners with with that whoever it may be. I don't know if it was the station, the golf tournament, but um, the network. There must be partners. Every hole they were posting live odds on DraftKings. I thought that was so cool, and it made me think this could be the wave of the future. This could be something down the line they can do with partnerships in the NFL. You imagine that during the commercial they say, "Okay, the Patriots is minus six live now," and go to a commercial and with DraftKings because. That's the difference in, in golf. In golf, you have, you know, you actually, it's actually pretty cool how, how in golf you could, there, there's time between seven, five, six, seven minutes between, uh, you know, the breaks between some, some golfers when, when taking shots. So you have time to make the bets there. That's some, uh, which, is, which is different than football where you only have, you know, 15 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever. But during commercials, I, I like betting live during commercials, by the way. I'll bet live during commercials only. I'm not going to bet live during the game when someone's, you know, between plays because the sports books, I always call like it is, Rob, and tell you blatantly and bluntly, sports books have a little bit of edge on you there. There's a seven-second, seven to ten-second delay. When you're sitting in a sports book here in Vegas, you're looking up, that's a seven, ten-second delay than their actual, if you had an AM radio feed directly from the stadium. So, and they're booking their bets based on that type of feed. So, um, but I love the live aspect of that, that I seen last week. And I said, wow, this could really be something interesting. But let, let me just tell you, um, uh, but the, like I said, the way the golf is played, though, it's very, very conducive, the live odd, the live. But golf betting is not as big as the NFL. I think this live betting thing could be really big. And I seen it on TV there. And I, my, I perked my interest. I said, wow, this could be really interesting if they'll have the NFL like that. But let me just tell you, like this particular tournament this weekend, I've been down to this colonial country club. I was down there when, I forget the female, but about 15 years ago, I figured out what a female played in the men's tournament. And it was unbelievable uh, how packed it was down there, colonial. By the way, it was so hot and humid. Oh, it was, it was just, but I, I have been there. Um, this is a really stacked tournament. You know, 18 of the top 20 players are playing in this. That's unbelievable. Listen, some guys haven't taken a really taken a, some guys have really not really played too much, kind of taken a break, been with their family, uh, and others have been practicing well, and, uh, you know, they're in form. So some of the components to handicap golf is, is latest form. That's what we go by a lot. And also course history. That's also very important. Um, you know, uh, some guys love playing in that heat and humidity down there, so they're used to it. Um, I also go to Hilton Head almost every single year. Hilton Head has the Heritage Golf Tournament, which I really like to go to. It's just a great, great experience on the Calaboogie Sound. They're, which, by the way, they're going back to Hilton Head the following week after the Colonial this week. Um, guys like Davis Love, Jim Furyk, Matt Kuchar, these guys love that. They love that track, that, that course. 
And I, I've made scores betting on guys like Davis Love. When everyone thought in 2003, Davis Love, he's won it four times going into 2003, but he hasn't won it in a couple of years. And he, he's, he won it like 15 years before. So I actually found an unbelievable future uh, in 2003. I was searching the different sports books and I found like 20 to 1, 20 to 1, 25 to 1. I found 55 to 1 on Davis Love. I said, you know, just based on Davis Love, loving this track, I, I have to bet this future. And I did make a bet on that. Like I said, I usually don't make bets on that because there's so much hold. But when you're getting 55 to 1 rather than 20 to 1, I know I, I brought that hold down tremendously. And Davis Love won it on the 18th hole. It was unbelievable. This guy, he didn't win a tournament for like a year. But he loves that course. People love that course. You know, uh, and you know, it, not only that, the beauty of betting golf is that there, there's no teammates, there's no coaching that really, except for the caddy, of course. Uh, but, you know, each player and the caddy, they, they focus on, on their own play opposed to the, and, and, as opposed to a developing strategy against a specific opponent like they do in football and charts and write-ups. Um, All right, so how about this? Let's yeah. get to some specific matchups because you mentioned some interesting things because Jordan Spieth won in 2016, had a second place in 15 and 17. Zach Johnson, two-time winner here. Uh, you mentioned Jim Furyk. One thing that actually stood out to me is I saw Jim Furyk minus 137 versus Phil Mickelson plus 130, and I was like, oh, didn't expect that. On the flip side, you look at someone like Dustin Johnson, up and down. He's only played Colonial twice, hasn't had a ton of success. Rory's never played here, but he's coming out on fire. He's minus 110 versus John Rahm. Kevin, Kevin Na won last year. Tony Finau second. And then you have someone like Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler, you just can't – we can't quit Ricky Fowler. He hasn't won in three years, but you're like, but Ricky Fowler. So is there any of those people – golfers you like or you don't like because we've got sort of a mixture of those who have seen success versus those who haven't really played the course well just look at that that matchup you said with rory and rom and and it's minus 110 both ways and people are like wow rory McIlroy, number one golfer in the world i gotta bet him now i i, I haven't actually touched that matchup but so you have to think outside the box and put yourself in the bookmaker's shoes sometimes. What are they looking for on that bet? They're looking for Rory McIlroy bet. So that may be a value. I, I didn't actually bet that one. Um, you mentioned you mentioned Spieth. Spieth, you know, Texas guy. He, he loves it down there. He's used to playing in that weather. used to playing in that stuff. Uh, that may be something uh, to, to look at. Um, let, let's say Dustin, you said. Dustin may not be used to that. And you don't know. He did just play pretty good. Both of those guys played like pretty good recently in that charity event but um i'm actually looking at someone you said and i'm going to give you guys uh tony finau uh we actually like tony finau over mark leishman it's about minus 130 125 130 so i i am playing that golf matchup um and i'm also playing another one uh i'll give you I'll give you guys another one uh shoffley xander shoffley uh against i hope i'm pronouncing this this guy's name right im sunji S-U-N-G-J-A-E. Uh, apologize if I didn't, but yeah, that's minus 135. So there's a, there's a couple matchups I'm, I'm playing. And, you know, it, it's funny. We're actually giving out this, this weekend. You know, I'm usually a terrible, terrible self-promoter. I just, I always forget to talk about crack wins on my site. Uh, you know, it's something I started a couple of years ago that my app, um, 
you know, we have just done unbelievable in the PGA. The 2018-19 season, we were 89 and 58 plus 44.6 units, and we're on the road to even bettering that record this year, going 35 and 13 plus 31.7 units 2019-2020 when the the play was halted in March. Uh, so we're gonna have we're gonna have uh, you know we have some matchups this weekend, and also we're gonna have um, some free matchups for. Uh, a free matchup for anyone that just signs up to the site. We're going to send them something this week. Um, I, you know, I, I always say this. I, I usually forget to even promote myself. I am not a guy. I don't consider myself a tout even because, listen, I know what I've done. I know what I have done for years. I know how many sports books and bookmakers have thrown me out over the last 25 years. I don't even like to even go into place and be seen. I like to just bet on my app so they didn't, you know, because automatically if you have a bet go for approval sometimes they'll give you a hard time just based on me it's not easy to hide my looks i really can't wear a fake mustache or turn my hat around backwards and uh by the way i'm not the only one there's many sharp people that are that are, that are good at what they do but um sports books don't really like me you know because i'm gonna bet something we're originators so we're betting something that we originate it's gonna move two to three points i say me me and my team originate it's gonna move two to three points after i bet it so they really don't want to take a bet on something that I put up there, even though a good bookmaker, a really good bookmaker should take my bet, even if it's just for 500 bucks. Listen, I I'm looking to bet a lot of money on things when it comes to college basketball. I'll bet five figures on games without thinking about it if I like something. But all you if you're a bookmaker, you should really take even a little nickel for me, 500 bucks. And you can learn if you say, hey, Bill Krakenberg, quote unquote, is a winning sports better, you should take a $500 bet and overmove your line and put your customer base on the opposite side of me. So in other words, you're, you're, yes, in the end, I'm gonna win, so you're paying $500 to me. Theoretically, you're actually paying, let's say if I have a 10% edge, which I don't have a 10% edge, by the way, you're paying me 50 bucks to get the information. Long-term, you should make more money based on that information. Does that make any sense? What 100%, of course. And I love the insight and knowledge that you give us. It's raw, it's authentic. But I think what's most important for me is you teach us how to think. And I think that's the biggest thing that I would share with others in terms of sports betting is the mindset that it's so easy to say, I want to root for Rory or Ricky Fowler, but instead you want to look for the less sexy things. What are the things that make you a little bit uncomfortable? How can you be smart with your bankroll? All of these different things, and you bring that to the table. Bill, where can everybody connect with you? You just mentioned the app. Where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at Bill Crackman with a K on Twitter. And uh, listen, I, my, my Twitter feed, has, I, I've kind of took off for a little bit for the last couple of days, but I try to always post some good things on there and tweet out some good stuff, try to give helpful, informative information about what's going on in town, what's going on with games, what's going on in the casinos, and uh, just what's going on in life. And then, of course, crackwins.com is a site, and we have a crackwins app also. NBA is coming back too. So NBA will be back here uh, real soon. And uh, we've done really, really well on NBA this year. Uh, it's amazing. I've done better on NBA than, you know, NBA totals has been ridiculous. By the way, that's very hard to beat NBA. NBA sides, NFL sides are the hardest to beat. I know they're the most popular. The reason why the casinos take the most money on NFL than anything else. But, um, you know, we're, we're coming back to an eight-game season here in the NBA. We're looking forward to get back in there. And, uh, 
you know, uh, th that's also interesting too. Who's in form in the NBA? Who's, you know, you follow their social media pages. You see who's in form, who wants to play, who doesn't want to play, you know, look at the baseball guys. They don't want to play. I mean, so yeah, uh, anyway, uh, going off again. That's what I do. I just, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And I want to hear from you. What action are you going to have this weekend on golf? For me, I'm going to jump on that Tony Finau, and I may also have a sprinkle somewhere of Jordan Spieth in a head-to-head -head matchup. I'm going to do nothing in terms of top fives or wins. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community, and also make sure to tag at Covers. And if you enjoy this show or any of them that we've done, what would help us a ton is if you give us a rating and review on iTunes. That way others can find out about the show and come into our community. And just like the crack man said at the top of the show, remember, if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of Della Devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.